0: ha fatto il tiro rete 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 un gol straordinario
1: Culture podcast that brings the latest and greatest news from the world of A and European soccer. My name is Michael D'Angelo, and with us, as always, we have Paolo Bologna Mangoni. Welcome back, everyone. We have Mr. Chris Paselli.
0: Hello, everybody.
1: And we have Julian Padu D'Angelo. How's everybody doing tonight? The, this song is uh, <laughs> it, it. It really brings back the memories of an Apollo. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, uh, growing up watching Let Just Goal, and instead of putting like normal songs for <laughs> for highlight packages they play michael jackson's rock with you so for and for years went, and for, for, years, for years they've done for years that, so they it did was... yes and before that it was saint germain's so <laughs>
3: maybe
1: i was playing um when destro scored a brace this week um in his head though in his head because he's. Yeah. It's gonna be playing before I fall asleep tonight. That's what it's, that's what it's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Are you falling asleep now? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Wake up! <laughs> oh goodness! Welcome, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, yeah, we have uh, we have quite a bit to get through because we obviously have two match days to recap, uh, and then we've got Europe to preview. Um, outside of that uh i guess we will see what else we have uh guys feel free to interject if you have anything but if not then we're going to get right into everything then, uh, i mean oh, we should oh, also yeah,
2: yeah. well just just uh quickly uh preview like you know the our top four games to look out for for uh, round 7 mm,
1: mhm because mm-hmm. well, that's this weekend
2: that is exactly that is this weekend
1: upcoming weekend okay yeah. You know what? We shall. We shall do that. Uh, after that, there's an international break? Yeah, that is correct. Okay. So that was Nations League, remember?
2: Nations League. Italy's Nations main.
1: League, semifinals. Yeah. Yes. Okay, well, well, we'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, let's start with, uh, yeah, let's start with match day five. So, um, again, these were the midweek games. It happened, I guess, uh, what, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, last correct. week? correct yeah okay so why don't we get through uh, I'll just kind of go through the results here so um, there's two games though that we wanted to kind of highlight uh, that was uh, they were important enough to speak on so we will do that but uh, the first game here I guess so we had Bologna Genoa and that was on the Tuesday uh, and that game ends 2-2 uh, Hickey scores in the 49th uh, our our boy Destro ties it in the 55th, makes it 1-1. Uh, Arandovich PK makes it 2-1 in the 85th minute, and then a Crisito penalty um, four minutes later made it 2-2, and that's how it ended. Uh, Atlanta played Sassuolo. Uh, Gosen scored three minutes in. Zapacosta 37 minutes in, and then Berardi uh, gets one back for Sassuolo after 44 minutes, but that's uh, unfortunately it for Sassuolo. It, it ends 2-1 in Atlanta's favor. Uh, Fi- Fiorentina-Inter Milan, this was uh, another game where Fiorentina uh, played very well. They could have come home with a better result, uh, but it ends 3-1 for Milan. Um, Sotil scores 23 minutes in, makes a 1-0 for Fiorentina. Uh, and in the second half, Inter Milan find three goals with uh, Darmian scoring in the 52nd minute, Zeko in the 55th, and Perisic in the 87th. Um, is that a fair characterization, Julian, quickly?
3: Yeah, Fiorentino were the better team in the first half, but it was one of those, like, when teams, they pressed, like, a lot and very high in the first half. Um, normally, they kind of run out of gas, and I feel like that's what happened to them. Um, and then, who was the one? Paulo helped me out. Who got oh, it was
2: uh, Nico Gonzalez. Yeah, oh, Nico hilarious. Gonzalez. Yeah, hilarious. It probably
3: should have been, his shirt was pulled, it probably should have been a yellow for Bastoni. Um, but then he started, I guess, gesturing for a card, which is apparently a yellow card offense. Now I wasn't aware, um, so the ref gave him a yellow for gesturing for a card, and then he sarcastically applauded the ref, which is a second yellow. So he got sent off. It <laughs>
1: up. Yeah, the seventy eighth. Yeah. Wow. Uh,
3: but yeah, Inter. I mean, they. i honestly should have been two, three, nothing. Fiorentina. Hendenovic had his one good game of the season, um, and we'll see what happened. On the weekend with him. Uh, But yeah, it was uh, (laughs) a fair result, I guess. Yeah, Okay, good.
1: Uh, Okay, moving on to Wednesday. So we had uh, Salernitana, Verona, it ends 2-2. Kalinic, Brace uh, for Verona, seven minutes and then 29 minutes in. uh, But then Gondo and Koulibaly make it 2-2, 45th and then 76th respectively. And again, that ends 2-2 in Salernitana and Verona. And the next up we had Spezia and Juventus.
2: Uh, so, yeah, so just quickly, um, that's Salerni Tennis first point of the season, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I just want to go back quickly to uh, Bologna Genoa. Uh, check out the last minute of that game. Uh, Sirigu made, uh, what, two, three good saves? All, uh, yeah, the very yeah. last minute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so let's get to uh, Spezia Juventus. Uh, so Juventus opened the scoring uh, with uh, a Bonucci long ball. Uh, that was headed down by Rabiot onto Keane's path. Um, it was a nice finish. Keane dropped his shoulder to create enough space for a shot to end up in the bottom corner. Again, uh, Michael, you and I have been discussing for the past you know, five games uh, that Juventus have been struggling with their set-piece defending, and it was the cause for Spezia's tying goal. Uh, Spezia corner that wasn't cleared at the first attempt, and the ball was sent wide to Jassi, uh, who had plenty of time to gain the box, to pick a shot, uh, into the top corner before two Juventus got there. Uh, two Juventus players got there. Um, Spezia took a 2-1 two, two lead as they caught Juventus on the counter. So the long ball was taken down by Antist, who absolutely destroyed Bonucci one versus one at the end, scored at the near post to beat Chesney. Um, so Juventus and Spezza traded a couple of chances before uh, Chiesa gained the box in the 66th minute. It was a broken play after Duvala lost the ball, but then it was picked up by Chiesa, who went one versus one versus Zouet, and finished his chance. So again, uh, Delict was actually had a pretty good game, other than the fact that Juventus conceded uh, two goals. Um, he was uh, very active on their offensive set-piece plays, uh, and his you know, his um, his activity uh, paid off. Uh, he scored the three-two goal to win the game off a broken play from a corner. So congratulations to him. I think he deserved it after a, you know a tough start to the season. And uh, Michael, you and I were um, slightly serious but also joking uh, that it was an important win to stave off the relegation race.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, they're uh, they escaped eighteenth position because of this win. Um, yeah great uh, great summary let's move on here um, Caleri uh, Empoli so that ends 2-0 um, uh, Di Francesco makes it 1-0 in the 29th and then our goal of the weekend or midweek I guess goal of the match day uh, is uh, from uh, Stulac, uh in the 69th minute nice uh, makes it 2-0 and uh, here's here's that goal
0: His chance developing nicely. Empoli with the shot. Empoli to not get the second goal. Oh, that's the wrong one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> back of the box. Edge of the area. And this time Granio can't get close. What a second goal for Empoli. Just off the bench. And Stulats. That's his first goal in Serie A
1: first goal in today uh, beautiful goal uh he's at the top of the box and uh, kind of takes it first time it kind of bounces to him and he uh, just fires it right into the top left corner of the net uh again um i like like the commentator said off the bench and, and makes a, a very impactful um difference right away and uh, again emperly take that game to nothing um Next up, we had Milan in Venezia. Milan win 2-0. Brahim Diaz in the 68th uh, gets uh, rid of the deadlock, and then uh, Taylor Hernandez in the 82nd makes it 2-0 to put it away for a 2-0 win. Um, Napoli versus Sampdoria. Napoli... Come out uh, 10 minutes in, Osterman scores. Then Fabian Ruiz scores in 39th. And the second half, Osterman gets his brace. And Zielinski, nine minutes later, makes it 4-0 for Napoli. They take it 4-0 over Sampdoria. The next game up, we had Torino Lazio. What happened in that game?
0: So the uh, Derby della Milinkovic-Savic, as most (laughs) people refer to it. But uh, it was uh, not... Not an interesting starting eleven for Lazio, but obviously Sadi was looking to rotate the squad a little bit. Uh, Lazio, of course, have uh, Europa League uh, games coming up as well. So uh, you had Cataldi starting, you had AKPRO starting, uh, and um, obviously that means uh, that Sergei Milinkovic-Savic is on the bench. Lazidi was starting on the bench. As well, so a bit of a rotated squad for Lazio, um, and it was—it's always interesting to see how how these yearage teams, um, you know, continue to progress. Obviously, Torino have looked a lot better early on in the season compared to to last year, um, and it was interesting to see kind of th- that wide play with uh, with the wing backs. So the, Torino are lining up in that three-four. Two one or yes uh, system, uh, so singo and Ola Aina are the wing backs there. And also to note, uh, there was no Bellotti for this match, so uh, Sanabria started as the number nine for um, for Torino in this one. Um, so the first the first half rather ends zero uh, zero. Uh, a couple of decent chances, I, I would, in my opinion, from for both Torino and Lazio. I would say Torino had the uh, the better overall chances in that first half. Uh, again, a lot of that coming from um, Singo and Ola Aina in those wing back positions there. Um, but the first goal of the game actually came from um, a player that uh, Paulo loves to pronounce his last name, but I'll, I'll spare him this time <laughs> around. So Marco Piazza, seventy-six minute, um, great cross from the the right flank, and he uh, he climbs up to head to head it in. Um, and then ninety-first minute, absolutely idiotic tackle from uh, from Gigi. <laughs> So Murishi comes on to save the day for Lazio and uh, Gigi, sorry, Murishi is kind of, he's facing the goal line. He's not really in a, in a super dangerous position. Uh, and DG kind of comes from behind, clips him, uh, And then uh, Immobile, of course, steps up, buries it and, uh, and and kind of grasps that last point for, for Lazio. So uh, probably very frustrating for Yurich Cause I, I thought as well that Torino did enough to come away with the three points there and to, to give up those last two points on a terrible tackle like that, to give last year that PK is, is, definitely disappointing for them. So yeah. And, ends one, one. And, uh, but Torino definitely
1: uh, will be frustrated that they didn't come away with the three points. Yeah. And, you know, they've had um, a good run of form leading up to this game too. I think they were two wins in a row. Um, they, I mean, they beat of the week before that, or I guess the weekend before that, Salernitana they beat four, nothing before that as well. But, uh, again like you said it's it's a different team with yurich there it's uh they're definitely um it's, it, <laughs> last year obviously we were talking about them in, in the relegation battle right so we'll see how much of this can maintain over the the next 30 some games but um it's definitely a, a different team i think you can already see that yeah even just just defensively
0: way more organized than they looked oh, yeah. at any at any point last year so yeah uh, yep
1: uh,
2: Mm-hmm. No, no, just point on Lazio, actually. So, this was uh, Sari's second um, game being suspended. He was given a two game suspension for, I guess, swearing at Salamakers, I guess you can call it. Um, so, this was the second game, and they actually tied both games. He was suspended.
1: There you go. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Um,. The last game for uh, the match day, so Thursday's uh, last game, was Roma-Udinese. Um, this was a follow-up. It wasn't our, our goal of the week uh, or match day, but uh, it, it was also a beautiful goal. Uh, Roma take a one nothing on a goal from uh, Tammy Abraham. Uh, it was uh, the result of a califiore run uh, who looked kind of... Honestly, he looks tired, but he just happens to keep running. He, he makes his way down uh, the left wing, uh, beats the defender, and uh, maintains the ball even in the box with, you know, the ball kind of gets knocked around, but he maintains possess- possession of it, throws it into the, uh, the box where Tammy is uh, falling backwards and is able to kind of backheel it uh, into the net. So, again, it was um, a-, a nice goal. It was a, a runner-up for this week. Uh, but it ends one nothing for Roma. Um, Pellegrini also gets a second yellow card uh, in the 89th minute, but that's uh, that's it for that game. Uh, um, and, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No,
2: I, just, I just want to point out they also beat Molina, which
3: is Julian's boy. <laughs> I mean, he was one I wanted him or Dumfries, really, but yeah, he got beat quite easily on that goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, that's it for match day five. So we'll uh, reset the slate here. Okay, that's me shaking the etch, uh, what's it called, etch Etch sketch? Etch sketch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's start with match day six. Uh, Okay, so this obviously, match day five ended on Thursday. They had uh, a game break, or a day break rather, before game started again on Saturday. So Spezia hosted AC Milan, uh, and Milan take it 2-1, goals from uh, a debut I guess from the start of the game, because he's been on in other games, but Maldini starts uh, this game and actually gets the 1 nothing goal for Milan. Uh, so, some crazy stat. Like, it was, uh, I think, 60 years since his grandfather's last goal, and like almost 20 years, I think, since uh, his father's last goal. So, it's again, just continuing some crazy tradition. Uh, good for him. Verde ties a 1 1 in the 80th minute uh, before Brahim Diaz scores another goal. Uh, to make it 2-1 and take the game for Milan. Any notes on that before we move on? No. Nay. 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 All right. Nay. Uh,
3: Julian, Inter Milan, Atalanta. So, Inter came out the gate flying in this one, which was nice to see. Um, Jekyll missed an early chance, I think about two minutes in, cross, back post, he's there, and he hits it wide. Um, but then in the fourth minute which I thought was our goal of the week, but our copy <laughs> propaganda minister said no. Um, Barella gets the ball out wide, whips in, whips in a very good cross, and Lateral first time Bali's a basically top shelf um, to put Inter up one nothing. So it was a good start for them. You figure they're going to build on it, um, but they do not, unfortunately. Instead, they kind of sit back a little bit, um, and... It was a weird play. Darmian kind of tried to clear the ball, went to nobody. Ball ends up Duvan, who lays it off for Malinovsky. And this is actually our goal of the week. Duvan Zapata, lovely
1: layoff for Malinovsky to drive! It's a wonderful equaliser! A goal out of nothing, but that is what he's capable of.
3: Ruslan Malinovsky produces a pearler at San Siro.
1: Rocket emoji, pearl emoji. <laughs> Malinovsky yeah, was, boom. Malinovsky boom.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was a hell of a shot. Uh, so he's like 25 yards out on, I guess, the left side of the field, facing Inter's net and gets an outside curler, which curls into the far corner. Um, yeah, no chance, regardless of whatever keeper was in the net, as much as I'd like to rag on Handanovic. Um, I don't even, I don't think any keeper would say that one. Um, so game continues. Atalanta again, breakthrough Malinovsky, who turns and hits it. Handanovic, this one I'm going to rag on him, because I genuinely don't know what he was doing. He parried it <laughs> right to Toloy. Literally, like he anywhere else would have been fine, but he literally passed it to Tulloy. Um So Toloy slots it into the empty net to make it two to one. So, Inter, it did take them a little bit um, to get back into the game. The half finished 2-1 Atalanta. Inter slowly starts to build into the game second half. I actually texted you guys saying I thought it was wrong for them to take off the paddocks. So I thought he was actually giving the Inter defenders a hell of a game. Um, and then kind of once he went off, I found Inter grew into the game a little bit more just because they were able... Atalanta didn't really have that much going forward anymore. Um So, Inter eventually get their breakthrough uh, through Dzeko. So, a nice little layoff Barella to DeMarco. DeMarco kind of does the old hockey trick, kind of low far corner trying to get the rebound off the goalie save, which is exactly what happened. And Dzeko had to tap into the open net.
1: Best pass Um, in hockey.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, DeMarco doesn't get credit for the assist. But if you saw his reaction, I think that was 100% what he was trying to do. Uh, So, then we get to, I think it was about the... 83rd minute or so, I want to say. Um, Ball gets crossed in. Jekyll goes up for it. I have no idea what Demerol is doing, but he basically throws his hand to block uh, Jekyll's head. So ref points to the spot. Uh, DeMarco steps up to take it, and he hits the crossbar. (laughs) was frustrating. (laughs) Anyways, um, when you think things can't get worse, Atlanta then break down the other way. Actually, it was a back pass to Handanovic who kind of completely mishandled it. Ball gets played out to Freuler, who crosses it in to Picole, who shoots it again right at Handanovic and the ball trickles through. Uh, Atalanta seemed to go up 3-2. However, VAR intervenes and the ball actually slightly went out of play by about two inches before Handanovic kicked it. Um, so, no goal. Atalanta corner instead. Uh, the roller coaster of emotions I went through those last ten minutes. Game ends two two, which was honestly probably a fair result. Okay, I have plenty to say about the
2: game. <laughs> 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 okay, number one, uh, Julian, it wasn't really the Gobi propaganda minister that decided; it was the fact that Latara missed another sitter.
3: So, uh, how does that sit- affect his first goal? Yeah, it, is- it, yeah,
2: <laughs> it, it, it count, uh, it it, it counters up, buddy yeah better <laughs> <laughs> listen it counters the fact that he scored a nice goal so like it it's a wash in my opinion anyway i'll I'll get heat for that from the inter fans but anyway i'll 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 accept that um also again uh, th- again th- should have should have scored that i think it was easier to miss sorry uh easier to score than um than to miss that chance uh it, it was looked like it was a heart it was it was look like it was really hard to miss that chance and, and he somehow did and again, you and I Julian have been talking about it uh that's his problem that's latar's problem he seems to miss uh sitters that you know maybe a Destro would score how about that
3: <laughs> and
2: um and and I think that's you know the reason why I thought he should have been sold other than except other than Lukaku, but again, I don't wanna rehash that um I also want to touch on the DeMarco PK. Uh you were saying Julian that Inzaghi at the end of the game uh stated that it was either DeMarco or, or Perisic. And uh it was just in recent memory where we had three substitutes come on in a final. I know it's not a final, but uh three substitutes that come on in the final and all of them missed their shot. I mean I think I think, you know, coaches should now learn or managers should now learn that do not put a substitute to take a penalty in late in the game. When the game is on the line, uh, the players, in my opinion, coming off the bench are not completely immersed into the game, are not fully concentrated. And it showed, uh, it showed that it's unfortunate. I think on balance of the chances, I think Inter probably should have won that game. Um, I feel bad for, for Atalanta, you know, after being ripped away that goal. I, I mean, it, it, it's it's hard. Again, here here's the here's the Gobi propagandist, uh, propaganda coming out. <laughs> you know, just and damage playing the ball should have negated the fact that it bar, went out. It went out. You're, <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: Because it's their own fart. It was a back pass, and he fucked it up.
3: And but it's... But it's the rules. I mean, it's out of Yeah, it's a black and white answer. Yeah. The ball was out. <laughs> There's no gray with this one. Like, the ball was it's out. It's just so funny that his incompetence saved
1: him. Yeah, so
2: that's why it's kind of like it burns, especially as a Gobi fan. Uh, it, it burns that his confidence saved his ass, and the game ended in a 2-2 draw, which there should have been a winner at the end of this game, in my opinion. Yeah. Mark. I want to,
1: yeah. I just want to note uh, that uh, jacko has five goals this year. So still on pace. He
3: should have more.
1: <laughs> he, well, yeah. he had a chance
3: to win at the last kick of the game. He cross came in wide open header, and he headed it a wide. And he missed that first like minute chance,
1: too. Yeah. 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 Um, well, he will but, get more. I promise, Julian.
3: That's you. a guarantee. That's um, a guarantee. Before we move on, I actually just want to note, so Barella has started the season incredibly strong. So in the first six games, he has one goal and five assists and one like either goal or assist coming in each game. Right.
1: He's been on the score sheet every game.
3: Yeah. Five assists for a midfielder six games in is already pretty impressive. Uh,
2: I think I saw a stat that I think he has like the most assists for a midfielder this season so far. That makes sense. I i I remember seeing it quickly on Optopollo. Obviously it's not me, but yes.
1: <laughs> he, he's uh, working
2: twice as hard to compensate for Chalinoglu. that's why. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, and just, as a yeah. side note, you're not Optipolo, but you're Opta Ilcano. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: also I wanted to point out, Julian, I think I saw a tweet uh from one of the inter troll accounts. Um it was uh oh, Barel is not getting attention because he's not Nick Barrow from London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw <not> that one. <laughs> uh, I mean, as 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 Inter fans, like they should be pleased that he's not getting attention from the English teams because you know they can easily throw a hundred million pounds and you know, God forbid, they sell them. But anyway, I I I just find it hilarious now. You know, and also saw a stat uh that. Serie has been averaging 3.2 goals per game which is the most in Europe so again the the comments about EPL being the best league in the world you know hopefully should be put to rest but anyway I, I digress Michael
1: Chelsea you know there is <laughs> <laughs> moving on um <laughs> Okay, let's wrap that up there. So next up was Genoa Verona, which was also a a good game.
0: Uh it was no it was okay. No, look, uh obviously yeah, lots of goals were, were scored in this one. Um the sorry, I'm just trying to bring up the uh my note for it here. I think my laptop just died. Yeah. Yeah, my laptop just died, but so okay. I don't know if one of you has it up in
2: front of you. <laughs> so three um, yeah, Paul you yeah. go. No, so yeah, so uh so scored in the eighth minute. Um and then Barack uh scored a PK I think it was uh I believe it was Krishito who stepped on it, it was him I know, I know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. Krishito stepped on uh Barack uh who no excuse me stepped on Kalinic and then Barack finished uh, finished off the PK General made a comeback in the 76th minute uh, I think it was got I helped me out with the Polish name Davidovich no yeah, yeah. Davidovich, Davidovich, there you go. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what well, come I get the fudge in your three names? It. So that Davidovich uh, handled the ball. Uh, Christo, who's Genoa's uh, PK taker, uh, finished it off to make it uh, 2-1. And then it's our boy, uh, Destro, who scored um, in the 80th minute. And then he scored again, this time holding a water bottle in his hand. Beat the keeper 1v1 by going left to right. And then, or sorry, right to left, and then chipped the goalkeeper as well
0: with his left foot as well.
2: With his left foot, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I thought it should have been the goal of the week, but again, I was outvoted. Uh, and then, Cal- out. and then Kalinic tied it uh, off. I believe it was a header in the 91st minute.
0: Yeah, and just quickly on, so it was Cal- it was a Kalinich header, uh, but awful defending. If if you freeze it at the moment where it's coming off Kalinich's head there are three defenders and none of them are within arm's reach of Kalinic. So obviously missed assignments there. So, I mean, good finish, you know, nonetheless, good cross and all that stuff, but terrible defending. Like That, that easily could have been avoided. If somebody just jumps with him and makes life difficult, he doesn't get uh, so much time to place it exactly
2: where he wants. Yeah. I, I, also, I believe Kalinic has three goals this season. So he'll well. finish the season with
0: five.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and Destro has scored three goals in his last two games.
3: Yes. Yeah. I think Kalinic is the same. Actually, I think he scored. Did he have two this past game? Yeah, in match day five. Yeah. I think he scored uh, two. Kalinic yeah. had yeah.
0: one in this game. Yeah, had a brace uh, in the last right. one. I think.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
2: against Salernitana. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, uh, I guess again, players who couldn't make their mark on big clubs are now finding their feet at smaller clubs and they're making a, a an impact. So, I mean, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad I like when it's like a nice story when players such as Destro or Kalinish, you know, fail at, at like clubs like <clears throat> Milan uh, and then <laughs> manage to, you know, become legends for uh, the smaller clubs that they're at. And uh,
0: just lastly, before we move on, <clears throat> I know we were talking about him before, uh, but Sirigu, obviously last year, I mean, Torino in general had a poor season, but Sirigu, like statistically was one of, if not the worst goalkeepers in Europe's top five leagues. But I think we can all agree that he's having a much better year this year. And um, I've seen quite a few saves that Sirigu's made that, uh, you know, were destined for the back of the net and he had to do well to keep it out. So good for him and good for Genoa that he's able to kind of do a 180 with how his season went last year. Hmm. Aren't you glad he was at the Euros? <laughs> sure, for whatever he did before the final. Here, love note or whatever it was. I don't care what he did. We
1: want, so. He's a European champion. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Paulo, just uh, the note on your on the water bottle water bottle gate. Uh, mm. It, I mean, wasn't really that like spectacular though. I mean, I I know we tweeted about it saying, "Okay, it's funny that it happened," but like, he had a water bottle in. So what? well i mean because it's
2: it, it's never it's it's like a quirk you know it's like a quirky situation where it never I, it's rare that it's happened so um i, I know led America sportiva which uh you know sometimes well most of the times i watch uh live uh, being six hours uh difference mm-hmm. uh, they were talking about how there was no rule against it you know because it's possible that uh, it could have been called off because he had an object in his hand that he wasn't supposed to have, right? Um, so the reason why it stood is because there's no rule, written rule against having something in your hand uh, during, during open play.
1: He could have had a paper airplane that someone threw down, and it would have counted. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He could have been holding a beer.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, it's not the first time where Italian league games have uh, – beers thrown out them and then drink from it. So like massive macaroni back in the day,
1: there you go. Yeah. Macaroni. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs>
2: Juventus
1: uh, Sampdoria. So this ends uh, a second three, two game for Juventus in a row. Um, Tibala scores 10 minutes in a nice, uh, a nice daisy cutter, I guess um, makes it one, nothing. Uh, Bonucci scores a PK 43 minutes in. Uh, Dybal at this point isn't taking it because he is injured, uh, pulls a muscle, is uh, off crying because I guess he's very frustrated with another injury. But uh, Bonucci, again, makes it 2-0, 43 minutes in, uh, only for a minute later to just completely blow it and uh, off of a... Sampdoria corner, I believe, or just across in general, I think, from Kendreva to Yoshida. Um, a very uh, quick response, 44th minute, uh, makes it 2-1 before the break. Uh, Locatelli ends up making it 3-1, 57 minutes in. it was uh, He actually had a very nice play before that to get the ball into the box. It bounces around and then eventually finds him again. Um, but uh, he makes it 3-1 for his first Juventus goal. Uh, Kendrava makes it 3 2, 83 minutes in, but that's how it ends 3 2. Um, Kendrava actually had a very solid game. <laughs> Julian, <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, listen, player. he's he went one one full season, I think, without a goal with it with Inter, so that was always fun. <laughs> they but then a- he also so, had that, uh. I, yeah, um, yes. yeah. I don't remember. He also had that one rocket of a shot against yes. Lecce, so that's what he's known for, in my opinion. Where he was surprised by. It yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. okay my, uh, yeah, well, uh,
2: Michael, is another uh, set piece goal conceded? Just, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Again, we've talked about it a bunch of times, but uh, the Ishida one you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, it was again just classic. They're they're just brutal. It's. Uh, it's it's almost like a it's death taxes in, in a sep school. Exactly. Against. Okay, moving on. Uh, Empoli Bologna. All right. So this was an entertaining game. I
2: actually was flipping through the uh, nine o'clock games uh, on Sunday, and I managed to settle on this one. Um, so the game started off quickly as Liam Henderson swung in across, and was deflected by Bonifaz into his own net for uh, one nothing Empoli. Uh, so Barrow had, Barrow had two straight opportunities, and he was finally finished, uh, finally able to finish his second after finishing off a set piece with a long shot from outside the box. Uh, Anartemis missed a PK to make it 2-1 after De Silvestri was fouled in the box. Uh, Pinamonti actually made Bologna pay for their mischance as the former Inter striker turned in across uh, from the byline to make it uh, 2-1. Empley were given a PK as Pinamonti was fouled by Teate in the box. Uh, Barami converted the PK to make it 3-1. Arnautovic finally got his goal after redirecting a Di cross to make it 3-2. And then Ricci capped off Empley's big win against Bologna with a nicely placed long-range shot. Alright, so notes for this game, Michael. Um, It was a disappointing defeat as Arnautovic could have had three goals. And then it puts... <laughs> it... Exactly. It puts uh, Mihalovic <laughs> in the hot seat for the sack race, Michael. There you go. So, again, the reason why I say that is because Bologna plays Lazio, Udinese, Milan, Napoli in the next four games. And I think Bologna has like one of the worst defensive records in the league so far. Uh, they they conceded six against Inter, and he brushed it off like it was uh, something that's normal. I mean, it's never normal they can seek six goals. Uh, so I, I don't know how long he has left. I, I think uh, maybe you give him the benefit of doubt against Latsu who have been playing well, decently well. Uh, but I think the game against Udineza is a must-win, in my opinion. So I think he has two games to save his ass.
1: Yeah, only – so Genoa, Spezia, Caleri, and Salernitana are the only um, teams with a worse goals against this season. With 15, they have 14.
0: There you go. I I would – just to kind of play devil's advocate a bit, though, Bologna are still in 11th, which, like, if they finish – if they were to finish the season in 11th, I think that's a successful season for them. So while I agree, yes, defensively, like, that record's terrible – and worthy of being, you know, in the relegation zone. They're they're in 11th, um, so I would still be willing to give him a bit more time. Now, if if the Lazio and Udinese performances are bad and you you concede three or four goals and don't score any, then I think the decision's made there. But uh, when you look at their position in the table, I, I don't know if you can sack me, just based on that.
2: So I see where you're coming about, uh, you know, league position. And I believe Michael Kirkman they have two wins, one draw. Two
1: Let's wins, two losses, two draws. Okay. Uh, so again, I,
2: I I see where you're coming from. I know uh, uh, a friend of the show, Frank. Uh, he was he was complaining that you know, uh, talking about the the goal difference and the fact that they conceded so many goals, and it was i think it's also his attitude is just rubbing the, a lot of people the wrong way i know like i mentioned the comments against uh, after the game against inter he was sent off in the game against bologna for excuse me the game against genoa for for i guess telling off the ref and mm-hmm. he was you know criticized the last 5 minutes exactly and he was criticizing uh, genoa's pk which his the bologna's pk was kind of softer soft as well so i think one hand washes the other and then Got absolutely outclassed by Empoli, so you can see where the fault lines are, and and I can understand the frustration from from the Bologna fans.
0: So, did you watch the 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 whole game, Paulo Bologna, Empoli, or was it just kind of bits and pieces?
2: I watched sixty minutes of that game.
0: Because I because you're saying like Bologna were outclassed, but, like if if you look at the the match stats, anyways, I mean, so possession. Was won by Bologna. It was sixty three thirty seven. Now I know possession doesn't tell the whole story, but it's actually
1: it's actually nine tenths of, of the law. Oh, nine
0: tenths of the law. It is. It's fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bologna, yeah, Bologna completed four hundred and fifty passes to Empoli's two seventy three. So, so almost double there. And then uh, total shots, Bologna had twenty with five on target, which is you know decent overall. And then Empoli was fifteen shots, seven on target. So. Like uh, again, without watching the game and just looking at the stats, I, I don't know if it, if Bologna got outclassed per se. So does are are the stats just not telling the whole story? And, and I, it, was I, Embley I, in control?
2: I think the stats aren't telling the whole story because I think Embley created uh, well, obviously finished all the chances, the most of the chances that they got. They scored four goals. I think they created uh, more chances. In my opinion, you can tell by they out they had more shots on target yeah. than than Bologna, uh, and Arn- again, Arnautovic was just wasteful. I mean, uh, he hit uh, two posts. Uh, one was was from the penalty, I think, in the second half. He hit uh, he had a crossbar, uh, hit a crossbar off a header, and then I think just Empoli were just more clinical. I think Pineda Monte had uh, I guess one of his best games of his career uh, outside playing for Inter. Um, so I, I,
3: I mean, he barely played for Inter. It was probably one of the best games of his career. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was trying to, you know, like you know, kind of like lighten it up a bit. But yeah. Hey, he's <laughs> still on loan, so if he has a good season, I'm all for it. I, I and and again, I,
2: I, I thought he played fantastic. He was he he scored a goal and he created a penalty. So uh, to me, I think he he deserves to be man of the match and and. Uh, Liam Henderson, I thought, had an outstanding game. Uh, bossed that midfield and uh, put uh, you know Aaron Hickey in his pocket. So,
0: so could you say then, in, in, instead of saying that Empoli outclassed Bologna, can you just say that Empoli were just more clinical? Because I guess again, without having watched the game and just looking at the stats and what you're telling me, because I mean the first goal was an own goal, right? So mm-hmm. th- that that's kind of difficult to to blame Mihailovic on Ooh. per se. So. You but know, if, if you,
1: no, and the, I know it yeah. still
0: happened. But you you have that, and then you couple that with Arnautovic, you know, missing some key chances. So it it very easily could have been you know like a three three or a a four four match if, if Bologna were just more clinical.
2: It, I mean, I'm, that's that's possible. But the you know Barrow scored, and then Arnautovic missing that penalty changed the whole complexion of the game. He could have made it two one. Could have put Belong in the driver's seat instead, conceded the the momentum to to Empoli, and they just took full advantage of their chances.
1: So you're saying it's not Sineese's fault, but it's Arnadovich's fault? I mean, uh, again, you you conceded four goals against Empoli. (laughs) (laughs) That's for Arnadovich, though. Yeah. Well, even
2: Juventus didn't do that. Didn't do what? Concede four goals to
1: Empley. They did concede one. That's the joke. and lost. That's <laughs> the joke. That's the joke. <laughs> That's... Anyway, Chris, your your
2: theory, you know, could be correct. The way I watched it, I thought uh, Empley you know, outmuscled them. Just did everything better than than, than belonging.
0: I just want to note uh, for everybody listening that. We've never talked this long about Empoli and Bologna. Yeah. This is, holy shit. Uh, this is what
2: happens when you have the mid-table expert
1: on your show.
0: <laughs> Just mid-table. takes all the
1: thunder for himself. Eh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he's not, hey, listen, he's not wrong. Empoli 8, Bologna 11. Yeah. Right? But yeah. he would have you believe that Bologna is 20th. <laughs> <laughs> according to Bologna fans. But anyway. <laughs> All right, let's keep, let's keep this ball rolling here. Um, Sassuolo, uh nitana Sassuolo win 1-0 thanks to Berardi in the 54th minute. Uh, Udinese host to Fiorentina. Fiorentina win 1-0. Uh, Vlavic penalty 16 minutes in. Uh, gives them the spoils from that game. Uh, we had the Rome Derby. lazio uh, and Roma, of course, uh, which was uh, a thrilling game, uh, another very uh, nail biter for sure. So uh, Milinkovic-Savic scores ten minutes in off a beautiful uh, header. I think it's crossed in from Immobile, perhaps uh, that sounds about right. But in any case, it's uh, Milinkovic-Savic is is right there to to power that uh, header into the net. Uh, He kind of gets a little injured on the play. He kind of gets an elbow to the face, but it's probably worth it because it's one nothing at that point. Uh, 18 minutes in, Zaniolo is uh, fouled, it looks like, perhaps. uh, Pushed over. Pushed over in the box. Um, But the ref waves play on. The ball goes the other way. uh, And a, a beautiful pass through to who else but Pedro Uh, to score, to make it 2-0 against his former team. Uh, That's 19 minutes in, and it's 2-0 Lazio. Uh, Ibanez scores before the half is done. A a, a nice cross, I I believe it was a set play, I think it was the corner, um, and Ibanez makes it, uh, again, a nice powerful header into the corner, makes it 2-1 before the half. Felipe Anderson is uh, the, I guess, benefit. factor no Is beneficiary a beneficiary yeah, I will say that uh of um a immobile nice run and unselfish play he kind of pulls back and passes it right to Philip Anderson to make it 3-1 62 minutes in which almost seals it basically seals it except for a very two penalty in the 69th minute uh to make it 3-2 but uh fortunately it wasn't Roma's day it was Lazio's day and Lazio, again, take the spoils, 3-2 in this game. It was a good game. Fun. Um, again, what do we think about that Pedro goal because of Zaniolo, um, I guess, perhaps being pushed over in the box uh, the other on the other side of the pitch? It was a foul. It was a foul?
2: It, it was a foul. That that Guido ruined that game. The referee, Marco Guido, ruined that game.
1: Now, um, Julian
3: yeah. or Chris, did you guys see it?
1: I, I briefly
3: saw when I watched the highlights, but they didn't really show Focus much it. of it. Yeah. it. yeah, it seemed like honestly, it seemed a little soft. I don't have an issue with them not being called, to be honest, from what I saw. I didn't see the slow motion, Right, right. any of that. Chris? Likewise. So it,
0: it, when I saw it the the one time in the highlight at full speed, I, I thought foul, but uh, same with Julian. I haven't seen Mm -hmm. Uh, a slowed down version of it. So uh, I can't dissect it.
1: So for what, for what it's worth, I'm not sure uh, really if it really matters, but the PK in the 69th minute was a much weaker (laughs) call, yeah, much weaker call. um, And I'm not sure. I don't think it's a makeup call. It doesn't make sense to be a makeup call because again, I was telling Paulo this when we were watching the game, like it's, it's a net, negative one for Roma because Roma concede on that chance. So it's not that they, you know, it's not that they just lost out on getting a penalty. They literally conceded going back the other way. So they're negative one because they're obviously, and and that's, that ends up costing the game, right? It's three, two at that point, instead of it possibly being two, two, or it would have been one, one at that point for um, to tie the game. Right. So it's, it's just an unfortunate circumstance. It looks to me, it looked like uh, a penalty, it was, he pushed him. He's in the box. It's, uh, it's from aggressive. Behind. Yeah, it's from behind. So it's an aggressive tackle that he didn't need to do. It was, uh, it was. I agree with he Paul. Signed. It was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, I, I agree. I think it was. It was a, he blew it. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, I, I, just watching that live as well. I, like I remember, I, I said to myself, like that's a, that's a PK. I'm like, he saw. So I came in from behind.
1: Mm-hmm
2: didn't get the ball uh d- didn't have eyes in the ball as had position on him uh turned his back on him and he side just went through him I mean I, I don't I, I don't know how it wasn't called a penalty and again Michael as you said it's a it's a net 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 minus one and and in my opinion the vera 2 uh, uh PK the it was a foul. It was Akpa Akpro running behind Zaniolo, who uh, uh, was going uh, was the was on the uh, back end of his kick, got clipped as is, Akpa Akpro yeah. was running by. And in theory, in theory, I I don't think that is a foul because it wasn't uh, an active challenge. The player was just running, trying to run past him. And, and you know Zanelló happened to get caught by Akpa Aqua, who was running behind him.
1: Yeah, and, I mean it's not. Yeah. I, I would say to that. I mean, even if it's not an active challenge, I'm not sure exactly what you mean by that. But it's if you're if you're in the box and someone elbows you, that's a penalty, isn't it? Regardless yeah. if the if the ball's around you. So I mean, like you know what I mean? Like it's it's still if there was contact, I can see it being a penalty. It, there was a little bit of contact, it just again was much less. To me, then the first chance would have been.
2: You're right, but what I mean by active challenge is that there wasn't, you know, the player wasn't going in for a tackle to win the ball. Right. Okay. That's what I meant. Yeah. Okay. And again, you're right. Like there was lit. Like they 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 showed. Okay. They showed the the var replay the frame. Mm-hmm. That, and to,
1: that knee is like touching him.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the, the knee. His his knee is touching his to- like his toe. Uh, the, the the point of his foot, and they call that a penalty when literally his side bundled over Zaniolo, and that wasn't called a penalty. It it, it was shocking refereeing, and I I I can guarantee you will not see that guy reffing a big match <laughs> for at least three months, at least three months, in, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Um, last note, Zaniolo... Uh. I think still played well. He had another chance after the penalty, I believe. Yeah, yeah he it was. His, hit it the was. Post. Oh my god! It was. No, I don't. I don't know if he hit the post. Well, it maybe he hit the post, but also there was a nice one where he was coming up. He kind of like dummied like he was going to dummy, but he just like kicked the ball forward a little bit and gave himself so much room, uh, and then had a rocket of a shot that was parried away. But it was like, it was just unbelievable. Oh, yes, yeah,
2: yeah it, it was. It was off the wing, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I just—it's it, encouraging to see him playing so well. Um, hopefully, again, he doesn't get—I um, guess injured. Uh, injured really is, what, is no, my I, concern, but suspension is also a very, a very real concern.
2: Yeah, because he grabbed his testicles. Yes. On I, uh, after being stepped off.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I feel like in other leagues, pl- managers and players have been suspended before, so it'll be. Mm-hmm. I'll be curious to see what kind of precedent uh, Legaceria does with, with that. But, uh, I was just going to rewind back to that first goal, Mike, you mentioned with milinkovic mm-hmm. uh, Savage. So I, I was able to watch like the first 15 minutes of this game, maybe. And uh, then I had to, to go coach, but, mm-hmm. uh, just like hot off to milinkovic Savage. Oh. I mean, it was a great cross, but and that's one of those crosses, right? Where, he, uh, he knows he's going to get clobbered. Like, like he, I'm sure he saw the goalkeeper coming off his line as the ball got served in. And he, he basically, it's, I know it's a cliche, but you take a hit to make the play. And He he got absolutely clobbered, but a uh, good finish. And again, that, that's just pure bravery there because a lot of guys maybe um, kind of go half in, half out and maybe let the goalkeeper get the better of them. But uh, yeah, he stuck with it and uh, gave Lazio that early lead. So uh, hat off to him.
1: Oh yeah, no no fear and no foul on the keeper, which could have happened very easily. Like you said, like mm-hmm. if, if you're kind of half in, half out, oftentimes you're gonna let the keeper make the play on you so that you know he gets fouled somewhat, right? Exactly. But it, was, it was just you're right, it was beautifully taken.
2: I yeah. think Rupert Patricio
1: ended up getting a yellow for that anyway. He did, he did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. So uh, Lazio come away with a three two victory. Good uh, very good showing for them. Okay, moving on uh, just quickly here. Napoli, Cagliari, uh, Osman scores again uh, 11 minutes in to make a 1-0. And then PK, 57 minutes in, makes it 2-0. They take the game 2-0 over Cagliari. Uh, and finally, the last game was uh, Monday, was Venezia-Torino. Um, Brecalo makes it 1-0, 56 minutes in for Torino. Uh, and then a PK in the 78th minute makes it uh, 1-1, and that's how it ends. Venezia tied up, and to get another point here. Uh, And, Julie, what did you say about about this one quickly? About uh, Gigi? (laughs) Gigi.
3: Yeah, so this (laughs) is the second game in a row where he gave a penalty to the other team for the other team to then tie the game. Like, late as well. Yeah, late. Stupid (laughs) fouls. Yeah. (laughs) Two games and, in a row. He's basically thrown away like four
2: points for Torino. Yeah, and uh, he got sent himself sent off on in this game as well for that dumbass challenge.
0: <laughs> Probably a good thing at the end for Torino. Oh,
2: yeah, 100%. You net net benefit, him. yeah. So. <laughs> uh, quickly, in the Napoli game, uh, like I'm actually now being terrified by how good Napoli have been playing so far oh, in, yeah. the, in the first six, six games. Uh, like just just from Mazzari's comments after the game, uh, I understand that uh, is is one of uh, is, sorry Napoli is one of Gallieri's biggest rivals, and the Sardinian press were all over uh, Galli's performance against them. But Mazzari's comments is after the game is quite telling. He said that he had to play ten men behind the ball to limit the fact to limit Napoli's scoring opportunities, and so that they wouldn't get. Uh, get hammered like four, four or five, nothing. Um. So again, because Sampdoria conceded four as well. And again, it's, it's it, just imagine, you know, I was talking to a bunch of Napoli fans over the weekend and even they're surprised of how good their, their team is playing.
1: Yeah. They're, they're literally, they're perfect. So they have Uh, it's yeah. Six wins, obviously, in six games. Um, Sixteen goals, for and only two against. Yeah. So <laughs> that's pretty incredible. Uh, Milan only have three against this term so far, but again, two goals uh, against in the six games is, is pretty good, obviously.
2: And 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 also, you can uh, just one more point, Spalletti uh, as well after the game. I think he took a a shot at Mertens. So I believe Mertens was warming up to come on and then Spalletti at the end of the game said players who are not prepared to come on as a sub are not prepared to start a game. Hmm. And I believe that was uh directed at Mertens who was supposed to come on and then did not. Maybe. So but again um imagine having that type of team mentality where you know you don't have to start Mertens uh you know Napoli have now uh, with Anguissa, have now two sets of starting midfielders. In my opinion,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and they can like rotate uh, their their midfield trio and don't have to worry about uh, over overextending their midfield. And I I think that you know I put them in there in, in my top four, and I think that's gonna uh, hopefully come true, Michael.
1: Yeah, I think uh, it, Julian. I think was the one who told us Spalletti and Napoli would be a really good um, a good call, and it's proving to be that way obviously he's been uh he's he's made quite a difference in in Naples so it's uh again they're they're 6 in a row uh 6 wins they have literally perfect so far so we'll see how well they can maintain that going forward all right let's uh that's it for match day 6 we got through two matches congratulations everybody um hey.
3: Yay.
1: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so why don't we, why don't we take a quick break? Uh, when we get back, we'll, we'll talk about, uh, obviously the European games that are coming up this week and we'll do a little bit of a preview for the next match day before it in break, of course, next week. Um, and then Paul will finish off with a CW minute, but we'll be right back after these messages. welcome back to the show Um, shut up (laughs) Uh, okay we have uh, only a few things to get through so let's get through them Uh, we obviously have Champions League this week, Europa League and Conference League so why don't we start with the Tuesday matches of Champions League
0: yes so Tuesday we have both um, Milan clubs in action, and uh, Julian, what was the uh, the name you gave for us for the uh, Inter game coming up in Champions League?
3: What, what name de- did they
0: give you? The Derby. Uh, what was it Derby De Zenby, or something along those lines? Derby
3: yeah. De Zenby?
0: Yeah, well, it rhymes <laughs> too, so we'll roll with it. But yeah, yeah. so it's uh, it's Inter Milan and Shakhtar, uh, and, but it's in Ukraine, and we all know uh, historically how not not just Italian teams, but I think you know, all teams in Europe kind of struggle a little bit making that trip uh, to Ukraine. So that will be a good, good game to watch. Uh, Julian, I'm sure you'll be tuning in, or will you be uh, busy working? Technically, yes. But <laughs> no, I'll be watching the game the whole time. Yeah. Uh, so that's Inter and Shakhtar tomorrow, or Tuesday rather, and then um, AC Milan host Atletico Madrid uh, at the San Zero as well. Um, so that's at 3 p.m., Eastern Standard Time tomorrow and the Inter-Shaktar match is at 12.45 uh, Eastern Standard Time.
1: Alright. Uh, so that okay. takes care of Tuesday's CL matches. What a Wednesday?
3: So Wednesday we have Atlanta um, playing against the Young Boys. Um, so the game is... Atlanta is home for that one. That's right. It's a 12.45 kickoff. Mm-hmm. Um so, young boys, of course, beat United match day one. So, Atalanta better not take them lightly. I don't think they will. Um, and then at three, we have Juventus against Chelsea. Juve is home for that one. Uh, but, of course, missing DiBala and Morata. So, that may be a bit of a battle. No offense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. It's <laughs> probably probably right. I think it'll be... At least they have Chiesa. Chiesa, uh, I mean, last year was dominating... In uh, Champions League, obviously it was not enough, but he had a great um, European season last year. So I would say, if if the game goes Juventus's way, either with a draw um, or, I guess, uh, taking a win, he's going to be instrumental. Is my my prediction?
2: Okay, I, I will be ecstatic if they come away with a draw against Chelsea, which is you know the other. The other good team in in the group, and again, if if Dybala and Morata in the lineup, I would be more confident in saying that they can challenge for the win. But with uh Ramsey, and Keane all have to start, I doubt that's going to happen. Chelsea, you
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, that's the Champions League this week. So moving on to Europa League. All
2: right. So Napoli play Spartak Moscow at twelve forty-five on Thursday, and then Lazio play Lokomotiv Moscow at three p.m. on the Thursday. Interesting. Yeah. Both playing Moscow teams, which I didn't realize until they actually uh, until I read the schedule.
1: Yeah, they but they play at home though, I think. They're they're both in Italy. Which is Yes. Yeah. Which yeah, which um, is good.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know how that worked out, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean they're yeah, they're in Naples then in, in uh Rome, right? So Yeah. Okay. And the last one uh, uh Europe's greatest uh <laughs> league league competition, it's uh, Europa Conference League uh and Roma Play of course Zarya, uh, so that's Zoria. why Zarya, uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and they're playing. Uh, where are? Where is that? Is that in? It's Ukrainian. Ukraine, yeah, I believe. Yeah, ninety-nine percent sure it is. Yeah, you're you're right. It's Ukrainian. So they're and they're in the Ukraine to play this game. Um, it's at uh, twelve forty-five. Kick- kickoff. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that kind of wraps up uh, Europe this week. Uh, it'll be exciting. It's um, yeah, it's it's, it's there, there's a lot of important games for all of these teams. Um, but again, we'll see how they how they perform.
2: Uh, I, I, again, I mentioned before the break uh, they can play Napoli can play uh, you know two starting midfielders, so two starting midfield trio trios these. Um, and I'm curious that if we'll see any rotation against Spartak Bosco on Thursday
1: yeah maybe yeah all right um, well and you know what they might need it uh, because um, on the weekend upcoming they probably have one of our matches of the, or one of the games of our match day here right so let's why don't we get into uh, that quickly Paul then we'll get into a City of B minute
2: uh, sure so uh, Michael, as you said, uh, Fiorentina play Napoli again. That's a tricky game uh, for both clubs. Uh, you know, it could be a bogey game for for Napoli if they don't take uh, Fiorentina seriously. As we saw, uh, even though they lost against uh, Inter, uh, they beat Udinese, and they're able to put uh, any team um, to the sword uh, if events go go right. Um, so the next game that is on our list for uh, Match Day Seven is the Derby della Mole, uh, Torino Juventus. After that, it's uh, Atalanta Milan, another tricky game for for both clubs, and then calgary Venezia to start off the weekend on
1: Friday. Yeah, so that's obviously a, a relegation battle so we're we're anticipating. So it's going to be. Uh important points up for grabs for those two teams
2: yeah i mean especially uh, venezia haven't played terribly um again midweek against uh venezia excuse me against milan um you know kind of locked him out uh, in the first half before milan finally broke through and then uh against torino they they actually played uh, very well in the second half uh Cagliari still haven't won under Mazzari. Uh, took a point off Lazio in his first game. So again, it's going to be tricky. I, I, I personally think Venezia has more, have more quality than Cagliari. So we'll see if Venezia can do it away from home.
1: All right. Uh, okay, let's finish off then with a City of B-Minute. All
2: right. So uh, results from the two match days. So we'll start off match day five. Uh, Tenana stole... Uh, Three points off of Parma. Buja and Luigi Buffon's Parma, by the way. (laughs) Uh, Pisa won 2-1 against Monza. Frozenone tied uh, Brescia 2-2. Important results from Match Day six is, or are, uh, Ascoli losing 3-1 to Brescia. Monza winning 3-1 against Pordenone. And Parma tying Pisa 1-1. So, uh, quickly, the top four and the bottom five in the Serie B table. Pisa first place with sixteen points, Brescia with fourteen, Cremonese with twelve, Ascoli twelve, uh, the bottom five are Como with three points, Cortona with three points, Alessandria one, Pordenone, one, Vin- uh Vicenza zero. And then quickly, Michael, uh Pescara Calcio update. Uh they tied Viterbe Viterbe
1: Viter V <laughs> Yes,
2: <laughs> Viterbeze, there you go, 1-1. Um, one, one, and Pescara is tied for first place in the Serie, uh, Lego Pro Girona B with 11
1: points.
0: Yay. Yeah. Paulo, who scored Torino's goal against Lazio?
1: Piazza. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you oh, go. my gosh. How
2: bad. Or do I call it Piazza? Anyway, Piazza. <laughs>
0: Usually you butcher it. I was hoping for that,
2: <laughs> Davidovich. There, about it. I, I'm. I'm getting practice. This is what I'm enjoying about this with this podcast. I'm able to practice my Eastern Europe, European pronunciations. There you
1: go. Yeah.
0: Keep working on it, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put your for on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: all right. Um, do we have any last orders of business before we close the show?
3: Julian? Um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that the, there were rumors after the inter Atlanta game that Gasparini told his players to basically shoot whenever they had a chance, um, which I think is a brilliant idea whenever you're playing Inter because they do have a solid back three, so the closer you get to goal, the more you're going to have to deal with them. Um, whereas if you just shoot from 25 yards out, odds are if it's on target, it might go in. So <laughs> Yeah, mainly because I saw Elipzig take a shot with his right foot, so I think that's what people were questioning why.
1: Why he was doing it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Paul, do you have anything?
2: Uh, so I think we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, after this coming weekend is international break. Uh, October 6th is
1: Italy-Spain for the semifinals of the Nations League. Right, and we should probably, I, I guess we'll preview it a little bit, maybe next week, just to yes, kind of yeah. get it on everyone's minds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chris?
0: I guess I can just uh, give everybody the uh, a heads up that uh, their favorite um, segment will be returning next week. Uh,
1: Who am ooh, I? A,
0: a, I okay, know. I was going to say a mystery segment, uh, but... Uh, uh... Maybe. Maybe we'll give it a new name for this season. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. Next week, I'll be giving you guys your uh, your three hints again, and we'll see uh, how you guys do. Oh, two.
1: you. Per- that's
2: perfect. International break. Excellent.
1: There we go. Yeah. Perfect timing. Okay. Um, well, then, that is it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we will be back, of course, uh, next Monday. Uh, or, I guess, next Tuesday, rather. But uh, until then we have lots of couch to get through. We've got European soccer, we've got uh, of course another match day of City A. Uh, but then again, we, we will have um, an international break coming up after that. So we'll have a little bit of a break to kind of reset ourselves uh, going into, I guess the, the rest of this, of the City A season and, and getting into October. So, Again, with that, uh, it's been a great episode, so we'll see everybody next time. Bye.